Well, for me, it's not even about performance. It's just being able to look at yourself naked in the mirror and be happy because most of my clients too do not feel sexy. They don't want to have sex. They don't look at themselves in the mirror half the time. They yeah. go into their closet every morning and like tuck their tummies into their shirts and just yeah. don't into their pants and just don't feel good. So I'm like, how do I bring joy back into your life? I don't, I don't care if you're size four or if you have a rock hard body. I care that you feel good about yourself and yes. you're healthy yes. doing it so that you have the energy, you're sleeping well, you know, all the things that go along with it. Yeah. And that to me is radiant health. Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Black Belt Beauty Radio. I've got an incredible guest for you guys today by the name of Esther Blum. Esther is a integrative dietitian and high-performance coach. I actually call her a high-performance dietitian because she has helped thousands of women permanently lose weight, eliminate the need for medication, lose that stubborn belly fat that loves to hang out, and reverse chronic illness. She teaches her clients how to get clear and decisive about what to eat while healing their relationship with food and their bodies. Huge. Esther is the best-selling author of Cave Women Don't Get Fat, Eat, Drink, and Be Gorgeous, Secrets of Gorgeous, and the Eat, Drink, and Be Gorgeous Project. I absolutely loved this talk with Esther so, so much. It's the ultimate mix of health and nutrition information that is evidence-based, mindset-elevating perspectives, high-performance strategies for life, and it's mixed with tons of genuine girlfriend giggles. She's an absolute keeper in my life. In this episode, we discuss a lot of amazing topics that are going to be so supportive to all of your health goals. We talk about the Dutch test, what is this test, and why is it so valuable for you and your health? We talk about looking under the hood, so really getting a deeper picture into your body as a system, also paying attention to your mindset, your habits, um, and nutrition before concluding to pharmaceuticals. The value of working with an integrative expert Autoimmune issues, what are they? What are the symptoms? We talk about getting comprehensive blood labs and the value of that. We discuss the difference between body acceptance and healthy goals. We talk about radiant health. I love Esther's ideas around this. She gives you tips on approaching your diet from an abundant and empowered state versus a restricted and unsatisfied one. Not fun. The ins and outs and powerful benefits of mindful eating how processed foods and high sugar affects your brain, the difference between an integrative and functional dietitian versus a non-integrative and functional dietitian, important to know that, the importance of keeping your liver healthy and ways you can go about that, Esther's anti-cancer dailies, foods that support happy and healthy hormones, so think good mood food, and a key nutrient that actually helps to firm your skin. You know, I love that as a beauty expert and as a woman. The word on celery juice, what's this about? What's Esther's experience with it? Key fat loss tips, do calories matter? Benefits of intermittent fasting and so much more. You guys, 
It's such a juicy episode with so much knowledge. She is such a wealth of knowledge, and it was just so much fun to have this talk with her. I highly recommend checking her books out, signing up for her newsletter, and learning how to work with her because Esther is the real thing. You know, she's been an expert in her field for a very long time, and she is such a rad vibe that makes health fun. And I'm sure you're going to pick that up in this talk. So with all that said, I will now push play and let you enjoy this fun conversation with my girl, Esther Blum. Enjoy. So Esther, yesterday I woke up on a double podcast day, and uh, actually, I don't know where my phone went, but... Basically, I woke up with my right eye completely swollen above the, yeah. And I was like, oh, and it didn't hurt. It was just kind of, I was like, oh, great. I'm having some kind of allergic reaction. It might have been the feathers and the pillow or whatever, because I can feel a little compression in breath, you know, but nothing like, you know, traumatizing. So go downstairs to the gym. I'm like, this is not going to stop me. You know, you always have a choice. Like, we wake up some days, right? Yeah. And some shit falls into your situation, and you have a choice. You're like, I can, you know, become a victim of this. Obviously, it wasn't life-threatening. Or I can say, nah, you know, just kind of, like, wipe it off, keep going. But it was, I was supposed to start video podcasting yesterday. And I was like, maybe I'm going to wait until I have this. <laughs> So anyways, um, hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm glad that it's gone down a bit, but thank you for coming out. I'm so excited to be connected to you, to get into this talk with you. You've been rad from our first interaction, 80s forever. <laughs> I'm sorry, I wish I had 80s playing right now, but um, hi, Esther. Hi, Roxy. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm so stoked to be here. I, I love New York. I lived here for 16 years. That is, where were you originally so, from? Originally from Connecticut. Okay. So that's like sisters. Like totally. Yeah. Totally. My family's New York, Brooklyn, Bronx, the nice. whole thing. Yay. Yeah. The old country. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, can you guide our listeners into a little bit of your backstory and how you've arrived to this place in your career? This is one of my favorite stories to tell. So Yay. my father's father, my mm. paternal grandfather, lived to be 105 and a half. Amazing. He was the tonsil king of Brooklyn. He graduated NYU Medical School in 1921. Wow. He was an artist. He was He practiced medicine until he was 95 and a half and he did surgery until he was 80 and the last 10 years he spent painting full-time wow, so that's rad. it was crazy it was amazing my my husband jokes he's like your grandfather did you a huge disservice by living that well that long because that's what you think aging is sure for most people and yeah. it, it was yeah so um so he had my father, my father was very sick as a child, so he had my father become a dermatologist because it was, you know, a really simple field. My father wasn't going to get called into surgery at a moment's notice. It was yeah. just very low stress. So when I decided, so I grew up surrounded by science. My mom's a nurse. We came from pharmacists. My grandmother was a dietitian. And when my grandfather took my tonsils out in his house in Brooklyn, my grandmother was the one who put the ether mask on my face. That's amazing. I mean, it's like, oh, I'm you sleeping over Nanny and Poppy's house, and tomorrow he's going to take my tonsils out, and that's how I grew up. Oh, my like, God, that's crazy. amazing. <laughs> Fucking crazy. So it's a, it's a trip. Is that, how cool, though, for you? Because that could so be... So cool. Yeah. 
so cool. So I said, you know, I, I looked at the requirements. I knew I wanted to go into health, but my father said, don't be a doctor if you don't want to. Like, don't be a doctor, because my dad forced me to do it, and it wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a chemist. So when I, I looked at the requirements for nutrition, which is clinical nutrition, which is a pre-med degree, yeah, but minus the physics, and I was like, perfect. <laughs> so sucked at physics. It would have helped if I opened the textbook, but that's another story. So I just hated it. So I said, Poppy, I'm going to be a dietitian. And he said, why would you ever do that? You're never going to make any money. You're never going to be a success. And oh, I was man. like, oh, you watch me. Oh, was that like a chip <laughs> on your shoulder? You're like, shoot, because a no you know, could be a lot of fire. It kind of, yeah, I just was like, all right, whatever. I didn't even think about it until years later mm -hmm. when I put my last, after I wrote, so fast forward many mm -hmm. years later, I write Eat, Drink, and Be Gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I get my advance and I put my final student loan check for grad school in the mailbox. That's amazing. At, wor at work on 67th and Madison. I still know where that mailbox was. Oh, I love that. And I was like, who says I'm not a success? Yeah. You know, who says? Yeah. So, but yeah, girl, just that's amazing. <laughs> I love that you have a visual memory of that situation because it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it was a really big deal. It was a big accomplishment. Yeah, and the that book, was the grad school, <laughs> all of it. I mean, and that was the first of four books. Is that? It is, was. That is was. so crazy. Can I tell you something even crazy, Roxy? Yeah. I literally just got a royalty check the other day, and that book came out in 2007. That is so, yeah. It was awesome. God, you, and you, so actually, it's interesting because you, you you're, you're, there's a lot of titles under your name, I feel like we can go. And so I actually love, and a lot of my guests are that way. So it's a fun question. So how do you introduce yourself professionally when people, yeah. Integrative dietitian. Okay. But you coach, you're like a I high do. performance coach. And I so, do. yeah, there's other amazing departments. That you yes. Use. Yeah. And actually, I've done a lot of business coaching too. It's on yeah. my website. Yeah. Um, but I've helped people birth their books, birth their businesses. It's whoever comes to me for that. It's usually a fit, but not many people do. It's more the one-on-one, -on -one, the healing work, and the mindset work. Amazing. So, w just want to ask you right off the bat. I'm curious. Um, what's really inspiring you right now in the world of health? Mm. So in the past year, I started working with the Dutch test, oh, yeah. which I'm just like a little bit obsessed with because <laughs> um, I'm always as a dietitian, right? There's only so many tests I can order. Yeah. I, I normally refer out. Um, I send a lot of my patients, Dr. Lyon mm -hmm. in New York. Um, but I really was like, how can I serve my clients deeper? And so yeah. I figured out, yes, I can order the Dutch test as a dietitian. So... I'm really into learning lab biochemistry and That's really awesome. unpacking the root cause. I mean, I've always been passionate about it, but to have other tools now and be able to order more functional medicine testing yes. just lights me up. Because I haven't done the Dutch. It's waiting for me at home. It's just, it, you know, I have to, you have to time it so oh, right yeah. with your cycle as a few. Actually, can you elaborate a little bit on what it is so people yeah. listening? Yeah. So the Dutch test is a dried urine test for comprehensive hormones. It looks at your testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, your neurotransmitters, your adrenals. 
cortisol, right? Cortisol. And it looks at not only your hormone production or lack thereof, but how those hormones are metabolized through your body. Mm -hmm. Are you breaking them down? Are they floating around? I see men with very high estrogens, very high circulating estrogens, for example. Um, I see most people have imbalances in DHEA because they're chronically stressed. No one's cortisol is good. Everyone's is either rock bottom and blown out or high because they're jacked up on, you know, four or five cups of coffee a day and no sleep. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So I get really amazing results for people. Now, people are all over the map, right? Some people need a tremendous amount of supplements and they need to rebalance their brain biochemistry. They want to get off their antidepressants. I can't legally, obviously, take them off antidepressants, but I can say, here's the protocol. Work with your therapist to reduce your medication, and here's how we're going to rebalance your brain biochemistry. Yeah. Because a lot of people are not losing weight because of these medications. Sure. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So that's a big problem. Yeah, that's a huge problem. But then I had another client who had felt she came to me just rock bottom. She is in my business mastermind couldn't function, every day was napping, couldn't run her own business. We um, just even did a basic lab panel. Her doctor did only half of them. I said, go back and finish it. Mm -hmm. She had full-blown Hashimoto's. Her doctor didn't even pick it up. We did the Dutch test. And um, lo and behold, we figured out, like, the supplements weren't actually, there weren't any supplements she really needed. She Mm -hmm. had to work out her PTSD from two horrible divorces. Oh, wow. So she did the work, yeah. and lo and behold, her thyroid's completely normal, and she's not on any medication at all. And obviously, diet played a role. Well, I so, let's pick on that just for a second, because yeah. I really do believe that, um, and obviously I say this, you know, understanding that there, there are times and reasons that medications come in and are important, right? But I really believe that, you know, a lot of people just kind of walk around not feeling good. Like, period, right? And um, it's very easy for people to be stuck in their head about whatever they're having an issue with. And they're not quick to look under the hood of, like, what's my biology doing? And to me, being this biology geek, I'm like, what's your vitamin D levels? You know what I mean? Just like that, just one example. What are your hormones doing? What? How is your thyroid? Because all of this stuff is affecting, you know, and saying backing up a little bit just to say how our diet so affects all of that right so for me i i really it's almost like i want to be a voice and bring out amazing guests like you who can speak this so fluently for people to before you're quick to think that you just have an issue and maybe i need to go in this way of like pills or something's wrong with me what is your lifestyle because that's fucking affecting everything too your lifestyle, your past traumas, yeah. what you're processing. But let me rewind to the, the medical piece and the drugs is the, the biggest thing I see in all of this is the gross mismanagement of my patients. Over, wildly over-medicated. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wildly. Yeah. And like the medications are just destroying them. Or I had a client who um, was so hyperthyroid. Her TSH was 0.02, which is like, you're not supposed to be that way. And I said, go back to your endo and say, take me, take my meds down. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, and she was diagnosed with hypo. I said, well, you're now oh, hyper. Sure. So 
she went back to her endo and he said, oh no, you need more thyroid medication. I oh said, find a new doctor. You're going to be dead. Like you can't, you can't go on. Yeah. So it's, there's, I don't know what's happening. I don't understand yeah. the mismanagement, but it's like you say, like Roxy, always, you just have to look at the basics, look under the hood, look yeah. at what are your thoughts every day? Yes. Are you checking your phone at two in the morning? Yes. Are you even in a happy relationship? Are you even eating any real food during the day? Yeah. Oh my gosh, are all about your moving your body. Are you breathing? Are you breathing? <laughs> are you breathing? <laughs> no, and that is such a real thing. I mean, breath work is so I'm always, like, <laughs> I'm always stuck in my gut, but um, no, it's such a great point, and I um, I really think that there's, I mean, I think that more awareness is starting to to take place in this um, in, in this space in this situation. I do think that this is one of the reasons why I so deeply value functional, integrative doctors, practitioners like yourself, because you have to look at the whole system and a lot of practitioners don't know how to understand the body as a system of systems yeah. and it you know it, to me it's like it just how can you how can you disregard maybe it's easy to prescribe that pill because you're not understanding what's happening over here over here you know i don't know i'm not going to speak for them but i feel like that's what i kind of see a lot of and so i think it's yeah. so um you know important to to work with people like yourself who can understand the foreign yeah. language. <laughs> yeah, and also sometimes patients need um, a liaison between themselves and the doctors because yeah. they don't know what yeah. they don't know, right? Right. To patients. So, you know, I can say, go ask your doctor this, or I'll just call the doctor myself and say, hey, how do we work together? And Yes. You know, so I think that's a really important piece of all this too. Um, so... What would you say are some of the biggest um, issues that you're seeing in health right now, maybe with your patients or just as a whole, wherever you want to go with that question? I always see a lot of autoimmune, mm -hmm. and there's yeah. always a trauma associated with it. There is just there is a direct correlation between trauma and triggers of autoimmune. That's that, can you explain what autoimmune? I mean, my my audience is pretty smart, and they're but you know, can you? I'm taking advantage of someone with your brain and expertise. Um, if you don't mind elaborating on that a little bit, just to, you know, what are some symptoms even? Um, I mean, I know that's broad, so maybe that yeah. could be difficult, but. The biggest symptoms I see are joint aches and pains, inflammation, migraines, um, also, you know, low thyroid yeah. or off thyroid and just chronic exhaustion. Yeah. Exhaustions, energy is always the first. Yeah. Always, always weight gain, of course, inability to lose body fat. Yeah. Um, those are really the basics, but yeah. people know, okay, so this is the other piece I'm always really passionate about is um, one of my colleagues, Sachin Patel, always says the doctor of the future is the patient. The doctor of the future is the patient. Is the patient. And so all of my patients come to me saying, I know something's wrong. I know something's wrong. I think it could be this. I'm not sure. You have that conversation with a doctor. And this is not to doctor bash, but I'm just telling you what I see. Yeah, practice, no, right? please, yeah. So they'll go to a doctor and say, something's wrong with me. And the doctor will say, well, your tests are normal, so you're fine. So our blood tests have not been updated since about 1929. That's amazing. And they're based on, if you look at who the average American is now, it's Homer Simpson. He is our analog. He is our avatar yeah. as humans, yeah. as Americans right now. Yeah. So 
relative, if you're not obese like Homer Simpson and your triglycerides aren't crazy and your inflammatory markers aren't, yeah. then they're going to say, well, you're normal. Right. So people are falling through the cracks saying, I don't feel well, I don't feel well, I don't feel well. So that's when we start testing. A lot of doctors don't even run a basic ANA, which is an autoimmune panel, yeah. to just say, are you making antibodies to yourself? Right. So, that no, I love that you're. Like I love basic. that we're here because I'm such an advocate for comprehensive blood labs, which I just started doing um, last year. Last year, was it year before last year. Anyways, um, it took me some time. I, I I knew that I wanted to do it for a long time before I did, but I had to work with someone who again understands the system of systems and can really you know help me understand my labs basically. And um, a very good friend of mine is a clinical nutritionist. She's a total badass, um, and she she helped me with my blood labs. And it was it was crazy because um, we actually discovered uh, that uh, I was hyperthyroid, and but it was like such the beginning stage of it. I had no uh, symptoms, and here's why: because for three years I was taking an iodine pill. And I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to do that, you know? And so anyways, um, you know, we took that, because I don't have autoimmune issues, it was nothing like that. The minute I took out the iodine, you know, two, two blood labs later, I was back on track. Mm. But just, and another thing we found out is that I was anemic, but we didn't find out. It wasn't the iron. The iron showed low. My ferritin showed 14. But it's also related to your thyroid. Totally. Well, yeah. and the fact that I didn't eat meat for 17 years, and that's, probably an area we can go for fun. Um, but 14, I was at the rock bottom of, you know, ferritin. Um, and why I think I really want to bring this up is to, to go back to what you're saying. Um, you know, not only is, you know, is it Homer Simpson that they're gauging off of? Cause I actually have, this is an older lab, but like my, my, um, <laughs> Julie laughs at it. Cause she's like, no, they can't even understand your healthy cholesterol or whatever. But no, um, basic blood labs that people do that I used to do. My iron, um, they, 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 they show iron, they show vitamin D, they show basic stuff, but they, they're not testing ferritin. They're not testing these things like that. You just mentioned your antibodies and stuff. And so I really believe that, um, the future of health is it rests in these blood labs. And obviously it's like an ongoing thing. You don't get the full picture in just one lab. So again, back to the reason why it's so important to work with people like you understand this and can support how to not just be good. How do we optimize, right? Because I know that's, again, high performance coach. You're essentially like high performance dietitian. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I'm going to have to steal that. Girl, go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but, but it's true. It's absolutely true. Look at the entirety of your business. It's like, why do you coach in business space and all that? Because you understand and you respect. You have, it's, it's the whole picture. If the diet's off, yeah, you might be kicking ass in business for this long. You could most likely be do, doing better, but and there will be a point where you're, you're gonna, there's going to be a crack in the system. And Bingo. Then we fit, right? Bingo. Yes. yes. Yeah. <sighs> So can we tackle something that's really taboo that I've just been dying to talk about? Yes. Okay. Obesity, fatness, using fat, the F word, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a justification now for it. And what I'm going to say, I 
I understand if hate comes my way, but I just gotta say it. Yeah, like, please. People who there there's the duality of it. Mm -hmm. There's the piece of self acceptance, self love. You absolutely have to love and accept your body. Okay. Um, I did a blog on it called "Can You Be Fat and Still Healthy?" Mm -hmm. Right. And I recently read a blog uh, of a famous blogger who has celiac and was defensively justifying her fatness over it. And she said, I'm perfectly healthy. Over time, there's only so many years that you can live with that level of obesity or fatness and not have it catch up with you via yeah. type 2 diabetes, via joint aches and pains, via inflammation, heart disease, insulin resistance. Yeah. And that's just your biology because there is an emotional, and let's be real about that. There shit. is. There yeah. is. And again, there's a lot of trauma. I mean, many yeah. of the clients I treat have had horrible childhood experiences, yeah. horrible sexual abuse, food deprivation, food scarcity. There's always, always that. But I think the political correctness pendulum has swung way too far. I don't think, I, I think there's a difference between body acceptance and healthy goals. Yeah. And it's, I don't think we should keep justifying yeah. the obesity epidemic with self-acceptance. I think that you have to also say, okay, yes, absolutely love your body as is, but fuck, let's get it healthy. Like, this is not a sustainable business model, people. Yeah, yeah. no. So, um, listen, I, I support you in that, and um, I think it's powerful to express it, and um, I'm going to take it, I'm going to expand on that by saying... You know, I, so I have, I have standards for myself that I'm very proud of, you know, on all fronts of my life, right? Just performance and aesthetics. Um, when I was 16, I blew out my knee doing Taekwondo. I went from always having a six pack mesomorph body athlete to being in and out of surgery for the next two years, bike it in, getting mobility back my knee. Standard American, standard American diets, a long time ago. Put the pieces together, you know what happened. Gained weight. Um, fortunately the way I gain weight is like all over, so it's kind of like a coat, <laughs> but it was still a layer over me and it was very uncomfortable for a lot of years. It was a catalyst for me to learn all that I've learned and continue to learn to this day. But I think, you know, for me, I was so not cool with it because I was like, this is not me at my highest level. This is a low, low vibration version of me. That is not me not loving myself. Me loving myself is saying, fuck this. I, I, wanna, I wanna feel good. I wanna perform good. What do I have to do in order to make that happen? And that essentially, that, that is the love that fuels, because when people, are, people see me as very disciplined, I'm like, okay, sometimes discipline is a part of my training. Diet, no, it's like brushing my teeth. It's just how it is. Yeah. But if I really, when they try and like get to that, like, how do you, how do you, I'm like, listen, I'm going to, it might sound like an asshole, but I'm going to make this real simple for y'all. It's fucking self-love. Self-love is what gets me out the door to the gym, to the thing. And, you know, it's, and for me, that really partners with self-respect, you know? So I'm, I'm with you on this and I'm not, listen, I mean, I think no matter what we say, you, the people could always find offense to it the, of these course. days, right? Yeah. So I'm a lover of truth. I'm, you know, um, you know, I, I, it's not a hate or putting down or it's none of that shit. It's saying, I mean, we're in this, 
what are we doing here? We're here to support you know, people to be living their best lives, to be feeling their best so that they can perform their best. That's what you're doing. That's what I'm here doing. So, you know, basically do what you want with that, but I'm with you on that. Well, for me, it's not even about performance. It's just being able to look at yourself naked in the mirror and be happy because most of my clients too, do not feel sexy. They don't want to have sex. They don't look at themselves in the mirror half the time. They yeah. go into their closet every morning and like tuck their tummies into their shirts and just yeah. don't, and into their pants and just don't feel good. So I'm like, how do I bring joy back into your life? I don't, I don't care if you're size four or if you have a rock hard body. I care that you feel good about yourself and yes. you're healthy yes. doing it so that you have the energy, you're sleeping well. You know, all the things that go along with it. Yeah. And that to me is radiant health. It's just like I love that. That radiant is the fun. It's just absolutely fun. My whole motto is um, your body may be a temple, but who says it can't be a nightclub? Hey, hey girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Which is awesome. Is and it? I'm like, I you know, as long as you're having fun and you feel good doing it, yeah. but just like Get to the healthy place, lower your risk of heart disease, lower, you know, smash your risk of ever getting diabetes. Yes. You know, miracles happen even by losing 20 pounds, right? 100%. Teaching a teen, uh, educating a teenage girl right now who came to me with fatty liver, totally pre-diabetic. She's down 20 pounds. And I said, honey, That's incredible. like your risk is done. And her fatty liver, like her blood work is yeah. going back to normal again. I said, this is all reversible. Like there's nothing in us that isn't reversible. I mean, I love if you're that. a double amputee, okay. Yeah. But yeah. get some prosthetics, keep moving. You yeah. Know, it's, there's really very little in you that's not reversible. So and I love that because that's empowering. That, yeah. Yeah. It's saying like you have the ability. You have the ability. And I do think that, you know, and there's so much self-love in that because, yeah, obviously, like one of the things I, when people do talk to me about diet and fitness and stuff, I, I like to plant the seed of focus on what you want or what you need versus what, like the, don't eat that. As an example, I say... Focus on adding this to your, you know, to your, to your meals. When you go to the gym, instead of, I don't want this fat on my abs, focus on, I wonder if I can do a hundred crunches today. I wonder if I can, you know what I mean? Because there is momentum there that's positive, that's empowering. Um, and that's really forward. It's, it's driving you forward, right? So, um, yeah, I think that it's, it's important to, to uphold self-love as you're moving towards these goals of essentially being healthy. And yeah. just as to kind of highlight one more thing that you said, you're so right. It's, it's not, um, you know, if you want to have the abs and you want to have the shoulders and that's your, you know, I'm a body composition girl. I'm like, want shoulders, want booty. I mean, great. But like, it's not about that as much as it's about like from your perspective, Let's make sure that you're not going to have a heart attack at 30, 40, 50 even. We can live a lot longer now um, or get diabetes or these things. Let's protect you in that way. And then, you know, you want a six pack or not, like who gives a shit? That's yeah. irrelevant. Yeah. Totally. But like, right. Focus on the pounds you can lift, not the pounds on the scale. Focus yes. on, or I, I say too, instead of saying, I can't have that, just say, I don't eat that. And it yeah, just like gives you back rad. all the power around your food. Like food that. is 
food can be on a pedestal or it can totally be in your control and it's how you perceive it. It's how you wrap your mind around it. And yeah. the best way to do that is from a place of abundance and gratitude and be like, look at all I can have. Like no one is ever short on vegetables. There's never, yeah. you know, people can eat the same six proteins all the time, but there's like 200 different vegetables. Yeah. So there's so much more variety. Same with fruit. You know, there's so many, so many options that we have. So yeah. it's really you giving yourself permission to be like, oh, fuck, this is awesome. To really see the joy and just the absolute abundance in all things you can have. Yeah, that's and, powerful. I mean, I know gratitude is like a huge, you know, it's, it's almost overused. But yet at the same time, there's so much solid science behind how gratitude and meditation rewire your brain. They actually, it reshapes the amygdala in the brain where all your flight or fight response is activated. So imagine shutting that off, mm -hmm. calming you the fuck down. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Happy, yeah. relaxed, calm, peaceful. And then you can come at food from a place of, you know, I really have enough. I can come back to it more if I want to. Yeah. Let me just dial into my hunger and see, do I need to eat every two hours or can I go six hours without eating? Do I need I to eat that. one, two, three, four times a day? Like, Do what works for you. Spend time being a detective, figuring it out and knowing you can always have more. Just divide your meal in half and eat that. Is this enough today? I can always come back to it later or I'll have the rest for a snack or the rest for dinner. And that's like another great way and a really effortless organic way to just get weight off. That is such a powerful tip. I mean, essentially it's like be mindful and conscious when you're eating. When I have specifically dinner, um, it's, it's really a ritual for me. I, I talk to my food like I straight up give it a lot of love because I don't feel separation between it. I would be nothing without my food. So I, I need, to honor the reverence that I feel. Um, and, and it also, it is like a form of meditation in the sense that, you know, I want to be in um, the parasympathetic state when I'm eating better digestion. You know, it's just, it's everything that you're saying. Well, it makes me feel good because I'm basically living it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like very logical to me because I'll say this, if I get a phone call and maybe it's somebody that I need to take at the time, like, ah, oh, I don't like talking on the phone when I'm eating my dinner. It just, I, cause I feel disconnected to my food and I, I want to be connected to my food. And that's why specifically for dinner, cause during the day it's kind of more on the go and you know, but there's still respect and, and consciousness. But I think that is a powerful tip because of the obvious of what you said, but specifically because let's be real, that is more likely not happening these days with the lack of attention, the scrolling. This is why it needs to be a fucking video podcast and it will be. You guys, I swear I was, I brought the camera, just whatever. <laughs> Next time. Um, yeah, exactly. So when you're on your phone or watching TV, and please, I'm guilty as charged. I am no saint when it comes to perfect eating. I own that. Yeah. But um, you disconnect. There, there is no connection between your mouth and your stomach when your eyes are not watching the food physically disappear from your plate. You're not conscious of eating and swallowing and even registering fullness. Now, I feel like there's a, a little loophole to this, which is if someone like you, Roxy, is like really dialed into their eating and kind of knows, like, I can scroll and stop eating when I'm full. You're someone who's done this for a thousand years now. so. 
you know, you get it, but most people can't. Most yeah. people don't limit themselves. Most people are standing up at the counter eating potato chips out of the bag or ice cream out of the pint. Yeah. And not staying dialed in. So I get people, I love to get people, I'm like, what do you want? Like, what is your absolute go-to? Peanut M&M's. Okay, great. Take your peanut M&M's. Put them in a ramen again. Yeah. Sit down. Eat like one at a time. Do you even know what it tastes like? Yeah. First, there's the candy shell, which is kind of like this thin, sugary, crispy, right? Then there's that milk chocolate. And then there's the peanut, which is kind of probably stale in the middle. But you don't <laughs> yeah, totally. But it's hard to not know if you're snarfing it down or, you know, snorting right. lines of chocolate chips at the counter. So True. Taste your food. Put your fork down between bites. Like, yeah, no screens, you know, distractions. I love that. And it actually, I think it it segues us into, you know, a lot of, so back in the day, in our primal days, we had to hunt for our food, right? Which we had to work for. We were hungry a lot. We were fasting a lot. And, you know, I really love and respect, um, the way that we evolved in that sense, right? Um, And implement pieces of that into my life um, currently. But what I want to say is that we have the opposite situation. So the threat back then was that we didn't have food. The threat now is not that we have food 365, 24-7. It's that we have calories. And the reason why I'm saying calories and not food is because you know that there's a shit, there's more fake food than real food out there. And where I'm going to connect this dot from where we just were is you say potato chips and the M&Ms. Hey, dude, no judgment to what you're eating, but just understand that they're in a lab making sure that you can't stop, that your body is not registering this as food. And then if anything makes you want more, makes you want more versus like if you're sitting there eating broccoli or, you know, whole real foods, can you speak to the yeah. difference and like what your body actually does? Yeah. Well, no one, no one ever comes to me and says, oh my God, I binged out on a steak last night. Or like I <laughs> ate broccoli and I could not stop. No one, no one comes. But when you're eating a sleeve of Oreos, when you're eating potato chips, it's hijacking your brain biochemistry. It's jacking up your neurotransmitters and giving you that dopamine hit and especially like McDonald's fries are particularly insipid about this because they it's salt and sugar. They yeah. put sugar in their fries. I mean, Jesus, I I could eat, you know, many, many McDonald's fries if I let myself, but I, I don't. It never occurs to me, but sitting here talking about it, I still have the memory of eating the fries. Like it's yeah. that powerful. It's totally. that powerful. Yeah. <clears throat> I think um Supersize Me really documented that really yeah, nicely. Totally. But it, it hijacks your brain. And so your brain, it's like cocaine. Sugar has the same effects yeah. on your brain biochemistry as cocaine. Yeah. So you're wow. mainlining. We're all mainlining sugar. And sugar is everywhere. It's I know. It's in salad dressings. It's in soups. Listen, in... I saw it in a seasoning from an organic brand. I, I posted this. It was a lemon pepper seasoning. People don't read ingredients. It's the first place I go. There's no carb, but if there's still organic cane sugar in the ingredients. And I'm like, why? Why? Well, we know why. Because what you just said. Yeah. It's so fucking addictive. It's so fucking So they just got to dust it. I don't know if it's coming. It's, I don't know why there's zero carbs, but still. I'm just going to snort it next <laughs> I'm not even going to get rid of my food. I'm just going to snort like... it and inject it. Stick it up my ass. I don't know. <laughs> 
Oh my god, I love you, Esther. I know. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, yeah, so it's gnarly that, you know, that is what's happening. And so... And it's you know, happening in our kids. Our kids are really paying the price. Like, because the other issue is, right, think about when you and I grew up. Um, it was real sugar, right? right. Soda, Coca-Cola was made with cane sugar. Right. And the portion size was six to eight ounces in a little glass bottle with a pop-off cap. Right. Sound like an old lady. Like, when I, no. when I was your age, when I was your it's age. It's so inevitable that that shit just oh, comes out. You're yeah. like, oh my God, I'm there. But now it's crystalline fructose. It's high fructose corn syrup, which is all GMO fucking crap. Yeah. And everyone's walking around with these fatty livers. Kids are obese. Yeah. Massively obese. And there's just sugar and everything. And I'm like, dude... If we just went back to, I'm not averse to kids having some soda for parties or whatever. I don't, yeah. fine. I don't care about that. What I care about is 32 ounces of it yeah. with red dye and all this other shit. Right. Corn syrup. Just do real sugar. Just do the real thing. Like, go to Europe. Fly to France. Have a Coke there. No one's obese. They're all eating the real thing, just less of yeah. it. Right. So, right. So, we are the land of, we are a country that puts the profits before the people, right? Yeah. So it's all ruled. And even as, you know, talk about like doctor bashing earlier, I should dietitian bash too because guess who sponsors the American Dietetic Association? Who? Coca-Cola. That's incredible. And I, I can bring that. in... That's I, crazy. It makes me batshit crazy when I open up my dietetics journals every month. Yeah. And it's, it's so funny because I am part of a functional medicine dietetics group, mm -hmm. dietitians in functional medicine, shout out. And then you get the ADA stuff and you're like, what planet am I on? The ADA journal, it's all like processed soy, yeah. you know, um, canola oil, yeah. just all of this processed man-made crap that I'm like, are you for real? Like, are you trying to make people fat and sick? And then the functional medicine journal that's talking about you know, everything under the sun but that. It's, yeah. It's absolutely not. What a big, the contrast. The, it, it, yeah. There's a huge gap. There's a huge contrast, and there's a huge gap between a regular dietitian and a functional medicine dietitian. 100%. Because we were taught in dietetic school, you know, just low fat, low fat, low fat, and everything low fat, and moderation is everything. And I'm like, hmm. Versus like all the studies, you know, when I did my functional medicine training, I was so pissed because I was like, where were these studies? And I have two degrees in clinical nutrition. Where were these studies? Why didn't I see all of these studies supporting yeah. the use of nutrients, talking about a lack of nutrients in our soil, like magnesium and zinc, yeah. or talking about the gut microbiome, mm -hmm. or talking about things that are extremely relevant and important. Yeah. Totally. Without, you know, if you use glutamine, that was like a huge deal in the hospital, right? I worked in hospitals for five years, right? <laughs> That's how I start my morning, every morning right? with rhodiola and glutamine. Rhodiola and glutamine. But like, if you did that, you were from outer space in the hospital, you know, or if you prescribed vitamins in someone's tube feeding, you were just a heretic. You, you know, know, when I, when I hear this, crazy. you know what's, it's so crazy, but it, it honestly excites me too because I'm like, <laughs> whoa, we were so behind, but really we didn't know anything. And look how much more we, I mean, certainly there the were things out there. The studies are there. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, the totally. The research is there. So why aren't medical schools and dietetic schools teaching that? Because uh, there's yeah. no money. I mean, there's, and there is, there's money behind supplements. Yeah. There's huge money. Yeah, a lot. A lot. Um, but 
there's no money in organic fruits and vegetables the way there are with drugs. Yeah, and let's be real, like being sick is a very profitable (laughs) industry. Cancer is now the number one cause of death in the United States. No fucking way. Yeah, and do you know how much money is in cancer? No. It's fucked up. It's really fucked up. I mean, that's, yeah. And yeah, that sucks, you know, because I feel like almost... I've had friend, one of my close friends I've lost to cancer. I've had another friend, um, you know, who has gone through it. And it's it's that close to everybody is yeah. what I'm saying, it you is. know. And, and then, you know, a lot of it, not all, I'm sensitive to, you know, but basically lifestyle really does affect, you know, um, can invite cancer in or... Because don't we all have cancer cells in us? Um, we do. We all have the genes for cancer. Yeah. And a lot of us have the genes, too, for autoimmune and yeah. chronic illness. So it's how the genes express themselves. So mm-hmm. Mark Schaus always says, um, genes are the gun and environment pulls the trigger, which I think yeah. is so brilliant, right? Yeah. So, again... Trauma, physical or emotional trauma, can activate gene expression mm-hmm. of a chronic illness, um, and resolution can put it to bed, which is amazing, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, I I feel like my philosophy is we all do have the genes for cancer, so why not spend every day detoxing? And a great way to detox every day is to have a good functioning liver, because a poorly functioning liver does not detox estrogen. Does and that's what I'm seeing on the Dutch test. Like I constantly see this red. Uh, there's, um, it looks like a DNA double helix on one of on about the third page, and it says, "If not detoxified, this can lead to cancer." This oh wow, this form of estrogen OHE1 can lead to cancer. Wow. Um. So it's it's your diet. It's exposure to toxins and pesticides. Yeah. Now the whole 5G. Craziness that could change the our the EMFs could change yeah. our risk of cancer. To me, my anti-cancer dailies are like daily movement, mm-hmm. right? Happiness, choosing your thoughts, choosing the happy thoughts, and and eating whole foods and eating organic as much as possible. You know, free of pesticides and residues. I don't worry about anything else. I don't live in fear every day. I just can't. I don't have time. No, <laughs> I, I love. That's I don't a, want it. I love that you but say really that. But I'm really balanced. Like I think when you're there's so many people out there, right? On social media and they're cooking, you know, putting their edible flowers on their food and this. I'm like, fuck that. I <laughs> no, I don't shop at the farmers market all the time. I buy my food at Trader Joe's and Whole Foods, like at Costco, yeah. like everyone else. Yeah. So I don't make myself crazy. If fish, yeah. if I eat some farm fish sometimes when I have sushi, I'm like, so what? Because yeah, because it comes down to the dose anyways, too, yeah. and mindset. And pleasure is the greatest yeah. nutrient of all. So if you're happy, like if you're happy, your food will be healthy. You you look at all the people smoking, drinking every day, eating McDonald's, and they're like the most laid back motherfuckers. <laughs> and they're like, they're not the ones getting sick. The mindset is everyone. Because you you can have all the vitamins yeah. and the perfect diet and still be miserable. Yeah, that's miserable true. Fuck. Like, yeah, I mean, that's a big piece to, to a, a lot of what I speak about, you know, under Black Puppy, just in myself and my lifestyle, that, you know, mindset really paves the way. So for me, you know... Um, like when you say uh, choose happy thoughts, it's like, well, listen, yes, 
by the way, we can't control the thoughts that necessarily come in. Yeah. What we can do is we choose what we are going to invest in. Are you allowed? Or are you or no? Sorry, like you're you're not allowed in here because you are the guardian of your mind. So the shit can still the come, shit comes in. It comes all in the time. <laughs> like ten thousand negative thoughts a day. I think is what we're really? processing right now. Yeah. Oh my god, that's and crazy. That's, yeah, that's me. That's me too. I yeah. uh, a friend of ours. My son's a speed skater and. Um, one of the moms was like, you are just, you are relentlessly optimistic. And I said, oh, you have no idea who I am. Like, it is dark and stormy in here all day. But then, yeah, you're just like, I see you. No, clear out. Like, or what are you going to do about it? Sorry, my hotel's, <laughs> that's my grass-fed burger. That. <laughs> do you need to go get that? No, that's okay. I told them not to call. I, I keep it raw and real. We're all good. Um, <laughs> if you're cool with it, I'm cool with it. Um, we can good. pause if we want and I'll cut it out. But I think you should leave it in. I, it's good. It's good. <laughs> you heard her. Um, cause yeah, I was recording last night um, and it, the same thing happened, but it's no. So, so, um, one, it's not a pivot, but I, I kind of, I want to speak to, you know, how foods do affect our mood, how they mm -hmm. affect our hormones. Cause yeah, it's true. You can eat McDonald's and you don't want to be driving yourself crazy. You don't want to be, I mean, there's like orthorexia. That's like a real thing. Yes. Like where you're like super afraid of anything, yes. you know, you're overly, cause that's not healthy because even mm -hmm. again, like it's all about dose. Like if you're so controlling and so consumed, you're gripping, you're just like, ah, not healthy. I would love to talk about if you're, um, down with it, but just some foods that can really promote, you know, healthy horm hormones, um, happy, like I call it, um, I'll post these bowls of my food. I'm like, this yeah. is good mood food. Yes. Fucking good mood food. Yes. Okay. So, um, the meat and nuts breakfast, it's an old Romanian bodybuilding trick. Meat and, meat nuts. and nuts breakfast Love jacks that. up your serotonin and dopamine. Amazing. So you really want to get 30, 40, 50 grams of protein at breakfast. Okay. That can be your glutamine on wake up. Are you putting it in your coffee or just No, I blend um, a bunch of herbs with it. Yeah, that's before coffee. Okay. So my breakfast, I, I'm always starting with um, 30 plus animal protein yes. and some kind of fat. Animal protein yeah. and fat that yeah. raises and sustains your dopamine and serotonin, keeps your energy stable, your blood sugar stable, and your sleep incredible. Mm. Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of morning protein, especially as we age. You yes. know, in your in your twenties, maybe yeah. your thirties. You know, you've got you've got hormones on your side, but stress. You know, chronic cortisol. Yeah. Even if you're happy, you could still have a lot of cortisol and be happy. You could just laugh about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's, I probably have higher cortisol just yeah. because I've been so stimulated all week, just in New York, hustling, not sleeping good. That is going to elevate, but I'm, I'm definitely happy. Yeah. So exactly. yeah, that's true. But you're meditating too. So yes, like, 100%. You know, so a week in Las Vegas, a week in the monastery, or, or one foot in Las Vegas, <laughs> one foot in the monastery. <laughs> that's amazing. You're balancing, right? You're balancing, You're balancing a, a glass of wheatgrass in one hand, a martini in the other. There Balance, you go. Right? I love it. So, um, so high protein, right? So yeah. steak and nuts. You can do eggs and olive oil or butter and spinach or veggies. Yeah. I'm rocking. Um, eggs are bothering me right now, so okay. I will either have like sausages or I'll do two scoops of a protein powder and okay. put in. I do a lot of greens powders. I do spirulina and barley grass juice because. Okay. 
we are getting rid of mold in my house. Oh, wow. We, we got rid of it. So yeah. now I'm putting that in my food to also help bind and pull mold. Um, but spirulina, if you are vegan or vegetarian, spirulina does have a nice amount of amino acids. Right. Or if you're vegan or vegetarian, you can use pea protein and get mm -hmm. your protein that way. Yeah. Um, which is really nice in British would, chain would you, aminos. Would you recommend also, because um, leucine is such an important amino acid for muscle protein synthesis, and I don't think a lot of vegan and vegetarians, I'm not saying all of you, I'm just saying a lot of them are well-versed, and that could be something that's really powerful to support their diet yes right? absolutely branch chain amino acids are the way to go yeah and they're vegan sourced so they're just synthetically manufactured so yeah really easy to get okay mm -hmm. cool mm -hmm. any other like I one of my favorite I'm not a big fruit girl but I am a big fan of wild blueberries BDNF mm -hmm. neuro brain derived neuro you yes. know like I just anything that makes me smarter is yeah I'm really interested in it so can you speak to some foods that you love for yes support in that way yes wild blueberries are incredibly neuroprotective they heal inflammation you think about the conditions at which they're grown they're grown in these harsh conditions in the mountaintops of Maine and Canada and they're surviving brutal winters and scorching summers not not totally scorching but Higher up in the mountains, you're closer to the sun. Yeah. So wild blueberries, absolutely, they are they are proven to prevent age-related memory decline. Um, wild Alaskan salmon is my go-to. My buddy Randy is the owner of uh, Vital Choice. That's my right. What? He is my homie. He is. That's like, where I get my bison. That's yes. where I get my fish. Yes. I love. They're in my ebook, my recipe ebook. Yes. Because they're the shit. They're the shit. Vitalchoice.com. Oh, their assays are virtually undetectable for mercury, and they do third-party testing. Alaska is the only state that doesn't permit the farming of fish, so their water's a lot cleaner. That's right. Which is amazing. Okay, yeah. okay so um, wild Alaskan salmon. Alaskan salmon also, um, the salmon, what gives salmon their pink color is astaxanthin mm -hmm. it's the algae they're eating and that is a very powerful antioxidant it's also like an internal spf so it's great sun protection and um wild alaskan salmon has dmae it's dimethylaminoethanol it's a fantastic neurotransmitter i say it's beauty and brains love that right stimulates your neurotransmitters but also gives you gorgeous muscular contours so it's wow. really a facelift in your fridge it's unbelievable wow mm -hmm. that's amazing mm -hmm. Egg yolks, another incredible brain food, lecithin and choline in there yeah. to also just, you can get a happy brain. You yeah. have everything. Yeah. You have everything. Yeah. It's really, really important. So I feel like, um, you know, another thing I want to talk about taking out is too much sugar. Sugar is yeah. really inflammatory and depressing it really, your rebound of your blood sugar highs and lows really can trigger depression, yes. insomnia, moodiness. And anyone who's suffered with sleep issues is going to feel depressed and anxious. So, no, it's so true. You're just, you're yeah. off balance because so mm -hmm. much of our restorative, our hormones are restoring mm -hmm. them. Like our body is restoring um, while we are sleeping. So yes. if we're not going through the cycles that are necessary for us to replenish and restore our body, yeah. It's, it's, we're going to feel it. I mean, listen, yes. we were talking about it a little bit earlier, but I'm on, you know, like five and a half hours of sleep. <laughs> this is like an unhealthy day for me, <laughs> which is kind of a joke. Well. Thank you. Well, because I'm, you know, it doesn't, first of all, it's not, um, this is not typical. I'm so particular. I make sure that I get good sleep. I also woke up excited, 
did my meditation, do my journaling, morning ritual. Um, you know, and then again, like the foods that I eat. My breakfast were three six-minute eggs from Battle Farms nice. and some baru nuts. Um, you know, and then I've got the lion's mate or whatever. But I was saying to you that even still, though, like this is feels unhealthy because I can feel that I'm like more hunger. Like, and it's but it's not really hunger. It's the off balance of the fact that I didn't sleep because. I really only eat twice a day with like maybe a little snack in between some bar nuts or maybe like a little, uh, you know, six minute egg or something because I'm a nutrivore. So when I do, <laughs> I've never heard anyone use that term. Straight before. up. I heard that from Dr. Mark Hyman. Um, and so I was like, that, if, we, if there's any labels, I'm not a big label girl, but that's me because I want to extract as many nutrients yeah. as I can when I eat. And because that's my focus. I actually don't have to eat much and I'm not a sugar girl, so I don't have this thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm very low carb just because I don't gravitate to it. Yeah. I gravitate to plant. Yeah, yeah, so plant. So that was, I was going to come back to plant because I don't want to be dissing my plants. But, <laughs> you know, we are all so deficient um, in um, nutrients because the soils are really new, deficient in nutrients. So, um, keep your eye out. The next big trend is regenerative agriculture, which is really returning to how we used to properly farm and grow our food, rotating the crops, not using chemical fertilizers, actually using manure, using carbon negative farming practices like wild grazed cows are carbon negative, very minimal carbon footprint. Um, happy to send to anyone research on it who's curious, but, um, and, and getting, you know, so how do we get food that is properly grown and managed is buying from a local farmer's market. There yeah. are farmer's markets in cities and countries, neighbors. Yeah. We, um, this summer, the greatest gift was uh, a friend of ours built us the most gorgeous cedar planter just standing up on our deck. Mm -hmm. Where I live in Connecticut now, we are like off the grid. Nice. And literally and so it, there's just tons of animals so it's really hard to have a full garden without you know digging and laying down all the chicken wire and all that yeah. shit so we just started with our deck because animals typically don't come up on our deck that I know about so <laughs> <clears throat> I was duking it out with this disgustingly big caterpillar for a while but that was not it <laughs> But like growing your own vegetables, putting proper nutrients in the soil, composting, and then putting that on your soil and then growing foods from composting will give That's you so magnesium and zinc. And again, magnesium and zinc are anti-anxiety nutrients. Yes. They help us sleep. They help keep us lean. They manage our blood sugar, our gut function. Can I show off for a second? Please, do it. I did do this it. on purpose because I knew, and this was... This was are you going to show me your, oh, your blood work? That is so hot. I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> that is hot. That's a good magnesium. <laughs> well, magnesium regulates over 300 of our genes, right? Yes. It's like, it's so important. And magnesium is found in the center of, you know, chlorophyll. So yes. your greens are really important. Um, yes. And yeah. um, chlorophyll, I love... I. I love chlorophyll, but I'm thinking also of wheatgrass too. Wheatgrass is one molecule away from the heme molecule in iron. So it's a yeah. fantastic blood builder too. Yeah, that's amazing. I don't Fairly. really do wheatgrass, um, yeah. but I will. I'll try it. It's a great one. Yeah, it's I mean, I have. I just don't. I'm not a big juicer. I'm more of like, if I'm going to do it, I want the fiber, you know, yeah. feed my microbiome. Maybe we should go there really quick. Are you okay. 
So there is an exception to that. Okay. And I started having people do celery a couple years ago, and I swear, within two to three weeks, everyone gets off their heartburn medication. Really? Especially if you throw in two tablespoons of fresh aloe. Okay. But celery juice, it really helps de-bloat. It helps um, rebuild the hydrochloric acid levels in your stomach. Okay. So, and when you have proper digestive fire, the pyloric sphincter stays closed. It's not flying open all the time. You don't get the heartburn. Yeah. And it's interesting too. My son had had some silent reflex. The dentist looked at his teeth and was like, you know, he's got some serious erosion. I think he's got silent reflex. So I said, let's put him in celery juice for six months. And he went back the next really? six months later and she's like, no further progress there. That's amazing, and I love that you're saying that because keeping it real, as I always do. And he's 12, by the way, so if he can drink celery juice in the morning, no excuses for any of you. It's actually, (laughs) it tastes good. I think actually. It depends. Like this week's batch was nasty. It's just pure salt. And he'll he'll try and pour it down the sink. I'm like, I think uh-uh. I like it because it's peppery, and I'm such a spice yeah, girl. Yeah, but sometimes it's sweet. Sometimes yeah. it's sweet. So um, you know how you do it is you slice off the base and the tips. You mm-hmm. wash it, run the whole thing through the juicer, even the leaves. Drink it on empty stomach first thing in the morning. Twenty minutes later, you have your coffee, your breakfast, whatever. But I notice. Um, energizing effect. I noticed de-bloating. My digestive fire has grown. I've been able to like decrease the digestive enzymes I was taking. Okay. Um, and it also facilitates regular bowel movements. So I oh. treat extremely constipated people, like people really? who go twice a week, people with massive hemorrhoids, diverticulitis, wow. where they're having like hemorrhoid surgery. I mean, serious quality of life issues. Okay? Yeah. And within a week to three weeks max, they're pooping one to three times a day with celery juice. That's incredible. It's incredible. I, I, this is good because I, I do admit that I'm like, oh God, with the celery juice. I know, right? Everyone's well, like, it, oh like, God, it, like, it's, it's like a fucking panacea. It's like, dude, it's... Right. I mean, I, listen, I do believe in the placebo, going back to mindset. Like, if you believe, then you achieve, you know? <laughs> so, well, the problem but, too is there isn't a tremendous amount of clinical research right, yet. Yeah. But the research that is out shows just this ridiculously high antioxidant content. Okay. So be it fine. If you don't want celery juice, do, you know, lemon juice and water. If yeah. And water, you can do kale juice, any green juice, um, stimulates bile production. That's so important. And so you let your body eliminate all the toxins it's been working on detoxing all night. Yeah. That's why you're supposed to poop first thing in the morning. You just take out the trash, right? Right. <laughs> totally. That's me, the dump dietitian. So you take out. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> poop is a part of a lot of conversations I'm a poop on this. Okay. Yeah, right? Poop cheerleader, hands down. I love know? it. So, um, so yeah, so you get people to flush and move their bowels and, um, it, but I love celery juice. It does stimulate bile production and that binds to toxins and safely removes them from the body. Is there any, it's not going to spike your insulin, right? Cause like first thing before any protein or anything, it doesn't, no. no? Okay. But wait, oh, but you brought up the fiber piece. Okay. Yeah. So fiber with people, especially with chronic gut inflammation, yeah, there are people who like barely eat veggies, right? So right, you like the carnivore. Oh, yes. I see what you're saying. Yeah, people so you want to slowly integrate. rebuild and integrate. Got it. Yeah. And so with, so if you have some gut inflammation, right? So the inside of your gut, mm-hmm. the surface area kind of looks like the head of broccoli. It's got all these gorgeous bumps and ridges, and but when you're stressed, when you're under chronic stress. 
your liver shuts off your production of digestive juices. Oh, wow. And so your villi, the microvilli and the gut flatten out. Oh, wow. So you want to restore the surface area and you don't want fiber to do that. Sometimes that's more like sandpaper on an open or inflamed wound. Wow. You want it to be a really um, passive absorption across the gut wall. Okay. And then eventually you can start, you know, drinking your juice with fiber, blending yeah. it into smoothies, all that. But, but it's like, like a slow, and that's specifically for people who don't take in a lot of veggies necessarily yeah. in their diet. So it's like, yeah. bring it, Baby yeah, steps. just like, yeah, totally. Baby steps. Which is the hardest thing for people, let's be real. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, there's a lot of an all or nothing attitude. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear. There's, I'm sorry, my brain just went to New Year's resolution. It's like, okay, I'm uh -huh. going to cut everything. There's no sustainability in that. No. Right. So. And the fear is failure. The fear is, um, I've been down this road a thousand times. Yeah. I've tried De Jenny Craig, Weight Watchers, Keto, Paleo, Vegan, the, and like no one is dialing in to their own bodies and saying, well, how do I feel on a low carb diet versus a moderate diet versus a vegan diet versus a paleo? How yeah. do I even feel? What's my hunger, my energy, my cravings like? Right. How do I even feel? Do I even enjoy eating this way? Is this sustainable for me? Yeah. I have clients that drink two bottles of wine on the weekends. Yeah. That's, and I say, okay, you want to keep your wine? No problem. Have one glass a night and that's your carb for dinner. Can you live with that? Because that to me is pretty damn sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And they still lose weight. Yeah. So they still get results. So you never sure. have to be perfect to get results. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and what is perfect, right? I think it's... You perfect know, is temporary. Yeah. Perfect. People can finish their 30-day three, their three, diet in three hours. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, totally. Perfect no, is temporary. Yeah, it's true. It's not a sustainable business model. No, and it's, you know, sustainability is so important because, again, you want the lifestyle. You want... You know, I really am, I love longevity. I'm really interested in the whole, like, expanding my health span. So it's not like I'm this biohacker who's trying to live to fucking 200. No, like, when it's time for me to go, I'll go. But I want to be cognitively on fire and capable in my body for as many years as I can. I want to have my skin breathe radiance for as naturally for as and that's my shit because that's just where I'm my interest you know for as long as I can and so all of it I want to wake up feeling great every day you know um for as long as I can so you know having longevity in these areas that we're speaking about is it's it's the piece to that you know yes so, but at see, and I love that you're about that and so appreciate it. It's probably why you have veins in your arms and I do not. <laughs> so that's good. But <laughs> my goal is like to push every boundary as far as I possibly can and oh still God, live a healthy it. life. So I'm like, well, how many cocktails can I have <laughs> a week? And I, uh, which is really very little, sadly, because it just fucks up my sleep. But I'm like, how, you know, can I have bread once a week? Can I have it twice a week at the, you know, dinner's out or whatever? I really am just like such a person who's in the present now. Like yeah. when we go to Paris, you better believe I'm eating croissants and drinking way too much espresso and having my sugar. And, yeah. then, I, and then I, you know, I'm always like, I'm I love always that. in the dance with like one martini in one hand and wheatgrass in the <laughs> other. That, that's like well, listen, I, celery juice at this point. That's but. beautiful and powerful because I know that I am 
you know, my interests and my, when I, I was just in Italy, I don't want the pasta. I love you and respect the diet. Here's why. I don't need pasta. I don't, my microbiome does not call me to go towards <laughs> the, and these guys are the boss, right? But that steak with that green olive oil on Incredible. the top in Italy, oh my goodness. I was like, yes, yes please. please. So, you know, I'm, but people could trip out like, what do you mean? You're in Italy. How are you not having the pasta? I'm like, dude, because I no. genuinely, no, it's not my head. Even yeah. though a lot of people want to say it because it's unfathomable. Like, how can you not? Because my palate's different. My interests are different. I want fucking high performance at all time. And I am not gripping. I am loose. Trust me. Word. No, I hear you. I, I hear you. But this is such an important piece because there's people who might be like me. There's people who yeah. sit where you are and then people in between. So it's important because we're, we're, we're in the same space. We just do it differently. But the... But the results I do feel are, we're, they're the same because we're happy and we feel good and we're, you know what I mean? And we're, and we're not susceptible to these diseases that we're talking about and things of that nature. So exactly. No, and no, no one should go down the rabbit hole of, you know, self-abuse and like overindulgence. This yeah. is, it's not a license to ill either. It's kind of like, <laughs> that's a <laughs> Exactly. I, eighties, I told yeah. you eighties. <laughs> Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I love it. But it's, yeah, it, it has to be the balance. It's yeah. like, all right, if you're going to have a donut one day, you better balance the shit out of your carbs the other time. Yeah. So that, and it, you know what? And guess what? If that donut keeps you on par the rest of the week, yeah, perfect. Totally. Perfect. Because there's That's power in that too. One day. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, fine by me. So, you know, people have to know themselves really well. They have to know their non-negotiables of like three things I will absolutely not give up. Yeah. The rest, oh, I better come to terms with it or figure out a smaller portion size or a lower frequency or, you know what, I kind of got to heal my autoimmune condition. Gluten right. just ain't my friend right now. Yeah. Let's figure that out. I want to ask you um, something, you know, we hear, so we have like, um, there's a lot of people who talk about um, intuitive eating, which I think is a really sticky subject. It's, it's complex. I think it's misunderstood. I think it's also mistaught in a way. And um, But, you know, you have intuitive eating, like diets don't work, calories don't matter. And, you know, I actually disagree to a certain extent. I think, well, it depends on what your goals are, I mean, and how you want to approach it. Like if, if you want to lose weight, you gotta, you, you gotta eat less. There's gotta be a deficiency in the caloric intake, but that does not mean, could you do it on McDonald's? Well, yeah, I've seen it. Like there's been studies. Do you want to do it on McDonald's? Because you could do it other way in Whole Foods. I just would love your genius in this <laughs> space. So just like where it matters and you know, calories, macros versus, yeah. Yes. It, again, I, it really depends on metabolic individuality. Yeah. Some people do cut calories and lose weight. Some people don't cut calories and lose weight just because they switched from unprocessed uh, processed food to unprocessed food. So it really depends on where you are in your journey. 
But do you think that there's still a deficiency in some calories because they're not eating those foods? Maybe they're not counting. Correct. It's less than they were before. Yes. You're absolutely right. I mean, yes, to, to throw out the calorie messaging is throwing out the baby with the bathwater. I think it's I think it's something people want to hear. They want to hear that there has to be no change whatsoever to still get results. And that's just not the case. I mean, if you really follow people on Instagram and they're honest about their reporting, they're doing a tremendous, people who are tend to be the leanest, yeah. tend to have the following behaviors. This is just my personal observation, but yeah. you back me up here, right? Yeah. A lot of intermittent fasting. Yeah. Because you're resetting your insulin receptors and making your body torch body fat much more easily and effectively. Now, not everyone should be intermittent fasting initially. You've got to build up to it. Your yeah. endocrine system may not be able to do you know, two meals a day. So maybe mm -hmm. you start out with a 12 hour fast. Right. You know, you do it gently. Yeah. Okay. Um, number two, the leanest people I know seem to also lift heavy weights. Oh my God, I love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to lift up heavy things and then put them back down because muscle, as Dr. Gabrielle will lie and will queen. say that, right? The queen, the muscle yes. is the organ of longevity. Muscle. Yes is its own organ. It's the largest organ. It secretes hormones. It's yeah, like an endocrine organ. And people organ. don't know that. It secretes chemical messengers, hormones, growth hormone, insulin, all these I'm things. Muscle. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> bursting. No, no, you're bursting no. muscle. <laughs> no, when you flex, you actually, I heard that somewhere. Oh, when you really? flex, yeah. you're like releasing hormones. Oh, that's <laughs> like, Yeah, that's that's gonna be um, our boomerang. Yeah, right. Releasing it's the releasing yeah. some hormones. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you, and you need to get up off your ass and and take the steps. Take at least ten thousand steps a day. Most of us are just yeah. really sedentary. Right. But the good news is, right? You don't have to work very hard at doing any of those things. You don't have to lift weight for hours. You know, if you do it exactly. right, fifteen or twenty minutes is fine. You can lift weights slow, you can lift them fast, but just yeah. have some time under tension. And that, and some people can even start out in yoga. I remember one year my goal was to do pull-ups and I did it by taking yoga once a week, just doing wow. a lot of chaturangas. And, yeah, totally. That's and then great. I was able to do pull-ups and yeah. I was like, holy shit, like the body is amazing. It's, it's ready. It is like ready and waiting for you to unlock it all the time. So, um... The other question you were asking was about lean body. What do you have to do with calories versus no calories? Yeah. So the composition of your meals is really important. If you have good insulin control and you do this through either, right? Again, you figure out what works for you. It can be a high protein, mm -hmm. decent amount of fat, high fiber diet, yeah. or it could be moderate protein, low fat, mm -hmm. some carbohydrate diet. Or if you're someone, again, who is vegan or vegetarian, you're going to have a very high carb diet. So it has to be really low in fat or you're going to really struggle and yeah. gain weight with yourself. Right. So yeah, that's but, cool. That's, so figuring yeah. out the right ratios is important. Um, believe it or not, I, I look at my clients' calories and they, they tend to be lower, but I never have them specifically count calories. I figure yeah. out their macros, right? How much protein do you need? How much fiber? How much fat? How much carbs? Yeah, we just kind of take it from there and say, are you eating? But and and then we take a step back. We like go down into the rabbit hole and then we pull out and say, okay, what'd you eat? Like, how's your hunger, your sleep, your energy, your cravings? 
Um, did you get enough protein today? Almost no one is able to reach their protein goals. I put people on a gram per pound of body weight. Yeah. Most people are like, holy, and especially my clients who are over 200 pounds, you know, that's a, that's a lot of protein to get. Yeah. Um, so we really look at getting their appetite and their cravings in control, and mm -hmm. then the calories naturally fall away. Yeah, Naturally. True. You really don't need to eat as much as you think you do. Yeah, because if you're getting, like example, if you're getting 45 grams of protein in your steak, I mean, there's a lot of micronutrients. The You're getting a lot of nutrients in that that's going to sustain you, and yes. then you add your little fat, your plant, you know? I mean, yes. there's not much room. Like, your the, the gut, your gut actually... Um, and then your brain and your gut talk, obviously. So you're getting the signal of I'm full and you're not really, you know, unless yes. you're a little, yeah, sleep deprived or that's why you ask these questions and all. Right. Yeah. And the hunger is the signal. It's not the enemy. So like you're not going to die if you don't have your perfect snack within an hour of feeling hungry. And it's okay if you go a little longer than you feel hungry because that's when you're going to burn fat and de-bloat and give your digestion a rest so it can repair itself. You know, one of the best treatments, like in the hospital, people will come in with ulcerative colitis, pancreatitis. The treatment's fasting. It's fasting. Yeah. Yeah. And all the time. Right. And that's not great if you're underweight and really losing muscles. Right. But, you know, it's, it's a very effective way, even if you want to fast once a week or you want to just expand your fasting hours, 14 yeah. to 16 hours a day. You're going to see results. You, yes. You don't have to eat the second you finished your workouts. Your mm -mm. muscles are not going to atrophy if you don't get in all your protein and carbs. It's kind of, do you get them in over the day? Right. So it's it's really just being very relaxed around food and saying, I, I got the, all right, I'm a little hungry, but on a scale of one to 10, where am I? You know, That's like such great information. Just figuring that out and being like, hunger is not an emergency. It's okay. Let me just drink some water. Maybe I'm just dehydrated. Oh my God, that happens to me all the time. <laughs> I swear I'll get the hunger signal, but I'm so, I know what's going on. Yeah. And I know because I know what I ate. I'm like, no, dude, I'm not hungry yet. Where's my, where's my water? And then I drink my water. I'm like, there you go. Yeah. But it's like you're saying, it's being connected. It's, you know, being mindful, conscious slowing down and just paying attention. Yeah. 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 And so that's why I think intuitive eating comes with years of practice. I yeah. think it's actually better to have someone say, okay, Roxy, this is what your body needs based on your workout, your sleep, your stress, your travel. This is what your body needs. Mm -hmm. Let's put you on a plan and you go on autopilot Yeah. and you adjust and tweak as you need. But after following, and let's say it works for you, right? Mm -hmm. Or you, it didn't work, you tweak it, it works for you. Yeah. You just stick with that for a while. And eventually, your mind will catch up to your body and be like, oh, right, I'm hungry this afternoon. I, oh, well, I really didn't eat enough protein at breakfast. Right. That's when the intuition comes in because we lose it. We're born with it. Babies yeah. know when they're hungry, not hungry. Right. Babies are sick. They don't want to eat. They just want to drink, right, and do nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just had a flash of my little nephew who's the cutest thing ever. Sorry, but right? he's so good at telling us, yeah. you know, when he needs something yeah. and I mean, in like not an annoying way either. And he's so cute. He's one year old. Oh um, yeah. He's so cute. Um, yes. I love him. 
So we lose that intuition over age. We lose it because we're busy or we're distracted or, you know, our parents are saying, just finish your plate, just finish your plate, just one more bite, just one more bite. And yeah, I get bothered by that sometimes. I'm like, when I see the baby's like not wanting to eat and it's like, eat more. It's like, yeah. Wouldn't he eat more or she eat more if he or she wanted to? Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't really know how that works. I'm not a mommy, but like, yeah. And I'm not a baby anymore, kind of. <laughs> In some ways. Dave, forever. Thank you. But yeah, I'm like, I feel like the baby would, yeah. you know, yeah. So yeah. that's, yeah, you're so right. We, we lose that. We lose it. And then, you know, behaviors and socialization kicks in. And oh, you my goodness. And you do what your friends are doing and not fit in and all that stuff. So then <sighs> we spend a lot of time kind of figuring out how to return to ourselves. But you seem just expert at that like really Thank amazing you. well I spend a lot of time um with self and I, because I really believe that everything in life is just ultimately about self-discovery you know we're learning what we like what we don't like what works what doesn't work um and I love that journey you know I so thank you for saying that I want to ask you um a couple of fun questions um one of which is if you could add because we know what you would take away if you could add one thing to everyone's kitchen, it could even be a tool, um, what would that be? That would obviously have a very beneficial ripple effect on health. Well, my three, I don't have just one, my three go-tos that I use constantly, especially in the colder months, well, Vitamix every day, mm-hmm. juicer every day, mm-hmm. and then a slow cooker. I, I love to cook like rabbit oh, yeah. <laughs> or beef stew or... You know, we cook a lot in the slow cooker. Uh, I cool. do bone broth all the time. Okay. More of an ancestral eater. But if I can add in foods, you know, it's, oh my God, there's like I know there's no things. There's 20 really? things. Yeah. That's amazing. Because I know it's like, you know, people have things that they can and cannot eat, but like what's a universal food if there is any? Oh, that start, start with protein because protein's the one macronutrient that shuts yeah. off hunger in the brain. Okay. It truly tells the hypothalamus, stop, I'm full, or I'm satisfied. I love that. Yeah, so after my three eggs this morning, I was like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, and that's not even the nice. high protein, but with the nuts, with the bar of nuts. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So I start with protein. I love chia seeds because they're so good for estrogen detox, fiber, and, and bowel function. Fiber's amazing. Yes. Amazing, yeah. amazing. I do love my greens powders in the mornings, my spirulina and barley grass juice. Okay. Those are kind of like, you know, my go-tos, steak. They're like superhero food tools kind of thing. Superhero food tools. I mean, <laughs> I, I, a good sharp knives to me are also really important. That's so funny. For my 30th birthday, right, I asked my parents, I was like, please get me, I wasn't married, and I was like, please get me a good set of cooking knives. That is all I want. So I take excellent care of my knives. I have them sharpened. I'm like... Sharp knives are really important. They cut down time in the kitchen. Mm-hmm, which um, is so they important. save you time, and you don't cut yourself, so they decrease your risk of personal injury. Um, also, glass containers for storage because they they're yes. so versatile. They go from the freezer to the oven to the dishwasher. You know, you're not getting any leaching of chemicals at all. Glass is chemically inert, so it stays where it is. Yeah. So and and you can see everything in your fridge. I'm big on organization because it saves you time. So if you can open up your fridge and kind of see everything through the glass containers, 
Yeah. And then just pull things out and be really quick. Then That's such a it. great tip. I never, I, I was flash thinking in my fridge. I'm like, yeah, I can see everything in my fridge. I'm like, that's, that's yeah. Those little hacks the are basics. so important. Yes. I call them hacks because that's what I feel. Cause you know, even the food that I ate in my recipe ebook, um, you know, I'm like, listen, I'm a lover of, you know, I call beauty fuel, you know, so it's like high performance fuel and my diet is, it's that, you know, but I'm a busy entrepreneur. Like I don't got time. I am an athlete. I need to make this as easy as I can. I'm on the road. So I, I have found ways to make this. I mean, my meals at max granted, I'm not like super chef worthy. Although if you look at my food, it's like, you know, maybe 20 minutes. Totally. Yeah. It never has to be complicated. I right. think dinner should take, you know, very little prep time or, yeah. you know, or you batch cook for a couple hours and then yeah. you're just done and it's reheat. Even in my lunch bag, I brought with me, um, I just pulled out last night's, I had some sausages, I have uh, a bit of sweet potato and I have sauteed spinach. Amazing. I just, amazing. I literally just shoved it in my glass Tupperware's and went and that was it. So perfect. So yeah. like, I don't have to think about it. Yeah. I can eat it on the fly on the train home and that's it. And you're sustained. And I'm sustained. Yes. But my breakfast, it's now like what, mid afternoon. My breakfast was, you know, seven this morning and I'm like, fine. Yeah, totally. So oh my gosh, I'm like, when was my breakfast? It's yeah. like 9.30, yeah. which is actually earlier for me. and was up at 5. I tend to eat later in that afternoon, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but okay, wait. I'm going to pivot really quick and ask yeah. you. Okay, so you have a magic wand. Yes. And you... <laughs> I'm a dietitian, not a magician. Let's manage expectations. <laughs> I would argue here. that, actually. <laughs> you make people poop better, okay? That is fucking magic. Yeah, that is um, <laughs> I'm sure they feel magical in the moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's the ultimate release. I want to ask you if you can um, take your magic wand and instill a lifestyle habit that in everyone's lives that would have the largest ripple effect um, to promote their health, optimize their health. What would that be? I think being organized is just super, super important. We lose a lot of time being disorganized. And this year was a big year for me. Okay. So I have an online business manager who is just magic in my life. And one day we were talking and I was like, I cannot manage systems. Like I've got loose papers everywhere. She, she's very, very bossy. I made her a mug with a hashtag that said Heather says, and I said, mine is going to be Esther does because like <laughs> whatever she tells me to do, do she's like, I've ordered, I just ordered you a filing system on Amazon. Click and get it delivered to your house. And Delegate all your loose papers, send them to a VA and have her organize and do data entry. So I'm constantly, and the loose papers are a metaphor for my life, right? <clears throat> for anyone's life. Get a schedule in place. If you've got, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're running a house, get a schedule in place. Have a central um, uh, calendar for everyone. You can share your calendar with your spouse, your kids or whatever. Laminate. I, I don't yeah. care how you do it. Just... Find a system that works for you. We're also a big believer in family meetings because we all have, like, we are all, right, moving molecules orbiting around in yeah. our lives, right? So if you are running a house, get meetings weekly in the, in the calendar where you all just sit down, you know, you take a notepad and be like, what do we need this week? 
who's going shopping when, what are the days we're doing laundry, what are the workouts. So it's the same thing too with my clients. I have them plan out their food for the week. I get I create recipe books where they batch cook. Like here's what you need to buy every week. Here are the five simple recipes. Meatballs, roasted chicken, which you can buy by the way. Um, uh, fish tacos with you know, siete tortillas or, oh, so you know, good. just like stupidly simple things that you can do. So you've got to, to me, having organizational systems are in place. And if you run your business, obviously you have to have like weekly meetings with your team, coordinating schedules, because to me personally, when I'm organized, I just, it frees up a lot of mental real estate and I'm happier. I don't want to be an asshole to my family. And so, and my friend and my humans. No. So to me, that is like the great. That is that such is so an epic. I mean, I got to high five you. <laughs> because um, you. it's so powerful. My home, I'm super particular in the sense yeah. of like, and the reason why is because it's, it's, it's connected. I live in this space, literally. And so if my things are all over and I have, first of all, I'm also an artist, so I want things to be visually pleasing for me. But I, I, you said it perfectly, and I actually use the term, it's like 80s forever. It's, it, it is mental fucking real estate. Yeah. And it's, we, we have control of that, you yes. know? And it feels so good when you free up that space and you're allowed to, you can fill that space with, Something that is productive, progressive, healthy, even like just breath. clean out a drawer. Yeah. Oh my just gosh. Clean yes. out a drawer. If you're feeling like stuck creatively, yeah. clean out a drawer. I guarantee you it will like open up the space. And that's, I mean, that's Maria Kondo. Yeah, Marie Kondo. Kondo's whole thing, right? Yeah. Like it's the way you live and set up your home is really crucial to your success because if you've got all this other stuff weighing you down and cluttering you up, it just, it gets in the way. So I had a stylist come to my house, a dear friend, mm -hmm. and she took, I was like, help me figure out what to wear to my conferences. Help me figure out, I just want a uniform, right? Yeah, totally. And she just like went through my closet. She removed a third of it and was like, put this in the possibly to go pile, like in a different closet. Okay, fine. Or put it in a different section of your closet. If you have a small closet, fine. And then she took all my work clothes and put them here and was like, when you get dressed, you choose from this side. And then, you know, you play casual clothes around this side and they're organized by color. Oh my gosh, yes. Also, right? And that's how I organize my closet by that's color. That's it. Too. It's how helpful. It's so helpful. I do not have a lot of clothes. This shirt is like, I don't know, seven, ten years old. I don't even know. But you know. <laughs> I'm pretty much, I like the Steve Jobs program. Yes. Because it's like yes. mental, like decision fatigue is a real fucking thing. It, it really is. Yeah. I mean, you think about all the decisions, right? Our food choices we are faced with 400 food choices every day that's crazy isn't that ridiculous yeah, yeah. i don't want to be faced with clothing choices am yeah. i the most stylish human no i am not diane von furstenberg <laughs> that is not my role in <laughs> i life. love her that is not my role in life my role in life is to take care of people and help me help them feel better yeah so, so i don't need, need to, to prioritize be yeah to, of course i yeah. want to look like an amazing fashion diva yeah. but it's well, you really can get your pieces and that you feel good, yes. but you just, the point really is like, you want things to be organized. You want, you don't, you want to take as much yes. thinking out of the process. Yes. Automate, automate, it's, automate your systems. Exactly. And delegate as much as you can. You know, even if you can hire someone, a high school or an intern, two hours a week to say, 
organize my closet. Now organize my pantry. Organize my um, laptop folders. Don't have 20 million windows open on your laptop. Oh my gosh. Right? So notorious. It's what Heather yeah. balls me out. She's like, cut that shit out. Like, <laughs> you should have one window open. And I was like, she's like, bookmark everything else. So I filed all my bookmark <laughs> managers. I thought... And you know what? I feel so... I woke up today and was like, I, I feel so it. good. No, because sometimes, you know, when the computer, like, all of a sudden, uh, whatever, Google Chrome, it, it just shuts down. Yes. And you're like, damn it, my 10 windows that I have. But you can like, restore those. You can, but there yes. have been times where, like, it doesn't. And I'm like, well, that sucks, but it kind of feels good, too. Yes. If you're, like, lighter. Yes. You just lost weight. You just lost weight. You got to make a habit of like purging shit regularly. I'm such a purger. Yes. I'm the opposite of a fucking hoarder. Yes. I'm like, throw it away. Exactly. And my husband's like, I can never find anything. You file everything and then you can't even find it. <laughs> I'm like, I know. I but love that. <laughs> but thank you for that. I'm sure that is going to be received really well and very helpful. Um, my last question for you before I do what I do with my guests Um which is like rapid fire words. So when I say these words, it's essentially whatever comes top of mind from your feeling, your, you know. But the, the last thing that I wanna ask you um, is, is there something, a topic, a subject that you are passionate about speaking on, but you don't generally get asked to speak on it? Or I mean, I, I think earlier, like, I, there's two big things that are always in the back of my mind. And again, here comes more vitriol, right? It's like the fat versus healthy. Can you be fat and healthy? Can you not? Like getting people really inspired to change. But also the vegan versus oh, yeah. the vegan versus paleo. Now, as a whole, meat eaters are pretty happy people. Yeah. But there's, there's a lot of angry. I mean, this is the age of angry right now, right? Yeah. Online and, yeah. you know, yeah. politics and food and vegan and it's just wars yeah. the meat eaters there are some that uh, there's a particular doctor that only eats meat yeah and totally like one angry fucking dude and i'm like <laughs> dude like you can get your message across but just come across from the science not the education right so i'm like guys like do what works for you i don't i don't um and i i do work with vegan diets for people with chronic illness i yeah. really it works mm -hmm. but it's more temporary for me there's only a, a small amount of the population is genetically able to sustain a vegan diet and as we age and we're losing muscle even under the best of circumstances mm -hmm. even with an adequate protein diet we're losing muscle right so i'm like long term if you really want to optimize and you want to look young and you don't want to have hip falls and bone breaks and you don't want to be depressed shit, you don't want to be depressed and have low libido and all that other shit then you know, I'm much more in yeah, a paleo protein camp, but yeah. I, it's, um, only once did someone ask it at a, as a talk and then, uh, about like, how can you, um, how can you responsibly talk about eating meat? It has a huge carbon footprint. And I'm like, actually it doesn't. Let's mm -hmm. look at the facts. Let's look at the studies. It doesn't. Yeah. It so doesn't. people get really fired up about that. So I, I do enjoy talking a lot. And my husband and I talk about a lot, like, the green initiatives mm -hmm. and what's working, what isn't. Mm -hmm. And I don't give a shit what's counterculture. The The other thing I really am passionate about talking about is obesity in children. And yeah. so my son and I went to the pool one day, this was two summers ago, and he was the only child there that was not obese. And we live in a very 
wealthy town, high income mm-hmm. per capita. I mean, really, like Keith Richards lives down the street from really? me. It's cool. crazy. I know. Right sure. on the edge yeah. of a nature preserve. It's really cool. I Believe me, we don't have the same money as Keith Richards. I'm not giving that impression. <laughs> I am a working woman. But, um, you know, it's just, and I always thought, I assumed that affluence would correlate with lean bodies, and it That's doesn't. I seriously thought affluence, higher education, would correlate with lower obesity rates because I used to work with severely underprivileged humans Mm -hmm. at the start of my career who also struggled with obesity but were also in food deserts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, I was wrong there. And tons there are tons of obese kids in our, you know, and so my son and I create a program called Nutrition School for Families, which is like a six-week online program to help address the ADHD, the obesity, Um, depression and anxiety in kids, sugar cravings, all those things, so that your kid can be lean and happy and physically active and, you know, all those things. This is so great. This is why I love asking that question. That needs to be heard. Yeah. That really, because I do think that a lot of parents don't know. There's a Mm -hmm. lot, and people in general with diet, like it's like you just... I know that we're in the age of information, but it's hard to trust, to know, to filter, you know, so... And then to even execute, right? So yeah. it's so great that you have a program like this, um, because for you know parents that do want to have their kids be in a healthy state, you know, this yes. is a great thing for them to be able to be like, okay, I can get help in this way. Yeah, it's so super empowering tool. It's basically a bachelor's in nutrition for kids and parents, but it's interesting. It's it's geared at you know it's it's packaged as being geared as at the kids, but it's really geared toward the parents. But it's something I designed it in mind where, you know, a parent could put the phone in the middle of the table, the kitchen table, and the whole family could listen to it together. That were in the car. That's or, cool. Like, what do That's you do really when you're cool. dashboard dining? What do you do when you're, you know, running your kids between sports? How are you going to prepare healthy meals? Right. Okay, well, here's how we do it. And then my son and I, in the end, do cooking videos. And oh, we talk cute. about supplements and just... It's going to really, we're going to relaunch it in a really cool way uh, Yay. in a couple months. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I'll make sure that I throw some love out oh, on it when you. we do do thank that. You. Yeah. It's on my site now. Great. But we're going to reformat it, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, so ready for the fun words? Yeah. Um, okay. So again, top of mind, heart, however it resonates with you. Love. <laughs> <laughs> that came out was sex like I love like, that like top of my words I was like sex 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 I sex but sex, sex is important sex is so important. yes I so important mm-hmm. it really is mm-hmm. hormones the whole thing mm-hmm. sex and heart you know yes yeah yes <laughs> don't worry yes. I got edgy listeners like <laughs> yeah. it makes sense sex um fear I don't know what to say I, I would just say... How do you say feel about fear? In how I life? feel... How do you approach it? So how I'm you... so excited. I actually just did some serious trauma work a, a week ago with the Inspired Performance Institute because I kept thinking... I, I had uh, sexual abuse as a child mm-hmm. between the ages of six and eight, and I thought, i got to resolve that trauma. And what came out was the trauma that I was suffering with was around the birth of my son. And it was the most mind-blowing. I was like, duh, because my health really shifted after I 
birthed my son and it hasn't gone back yet. And I was like, that's fucking it. That's it. <laughs> that's right. So now we're like working on clearing it out. So that to me was like, I love that that question came up because nice. it's, yeah, it's so liberating. When you face it and embrace it, you're free. And it, totally. And, you know, your brain, this is what I learned around trauma, which was so interesting, is the brain keeps receiving error messages. Even though the trauma, that's how you can remember something. Let's say you were in a burning building, yeah. right? Your brain could recall every detail. It could recall the cinder falling and the smell of the smoke and the flames and the sirens and the pajamas you were wearing because you ran out of your yeah. house in the middle of the night, right? Right. So your brain really stays and it, it stays stuck because your cells, it that memory is imprinted. Trauma is imprinted on your DNA and your cells. You can pass it on yeah. through generations. That's incredible. So... Um, when you teach your brain to rewire itself and say, oh, those, those are like old error messages. Yeah. You know, we, our nervous systems have neuroplasticity. We can rewire. And then you shut off that fight or flight response and you sleep and you relax and you're like happy. That's so great. So I'm it's totally, really yeah, cool. It is really cool. I love science so much. Um, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That's rad. Um, okay. Uh, like Challenge. Oh, bring it on. Rock <laughs> it out. Rock it out. I am no stranger to challenge. And um, this year I invested more in growing my business than I even earned last year, which was a huge leap. It was so scary. And I cried and I was like, how do I not do this? Just how do I not? Like, are you kidding me? And like my business quadrupled. Yay. And I was like, okay, there you go. Like just... I don't have fear around a challenge unless I, I, that's not true. I do have fear around challenges, but I try to just stay with the fear and question like, well, why are you afraid? What is it? And just keep working at it. So my advice is, you know, if you're afraid of something, it just means you really have to just do it. Yeah. And because when you really want something, you figure out a way to make it happen. I didn't have, I'm not bankrolling millions yeah. of dollars yeah but I, like, I was like right how yeah. do I make it work anyway I'm gonna figure this shit out yeah there's a little thing called payment plans and you make it work there you go resourcefulness Financing. is very important yeah Financing. totally yeah um uh, yeah curiosity mm. endlessly I'm endlessly curious about people like I love to hear their stories I really I'm just fascinated about like what makes people make the choices they do? What makes people stay stuck? What makes people... I, I don't know, have all the answers, but I'm so curious to know. I don't know. I just enjoy connecting with people a lot. Me too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just a big part of the podcast. Yeah, right? Um, last word, surrender. Yeah, that was my word of 2018, <laughs> surrender. It's a good one. Yeah. It's it's essential if you're a type A control freak like me. Yeah. It's, well, I think it's essential for everybody. Yeah. Because I think all humans want control. I mean, it just, because it, it makes us feel like yeah. we're safe. But the, we it's all an know. Illusion. Yeah. We don't know what happens in a minute from now. So you have to be, yeah. I really think that there always needs to be a sense of surrender. Yeah. Right? That, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. I think it's easy to forget. It's easy to forget when something goes, because it's really easy to surrender when you're meditating and you're like, I have the best day and 
nothing went wrong and every, everything's great. And then when the shit hits the fan, that can go right out the window and you have to yeah. be like, relax, there's a bigger plan for you. Yeah. Like, so what? Just yeah. let it go. And I, I think that's the gift of aging too, is that you really just learn, like you have enough wisdom and insight and enough experience to say, I banged my head against the wall 20 million times already, like enough, it's time to walk away surrender that life has a bigger plan for me and just move on yeah because it's there's so much good waiting for you like when you hold on to things it's so constrictive yeah so if you can just open up and be like what's coming across my plate today I don't know what you know what lesson am I supposed to learn from this experience I love that you're a badass thank you so so much for not only your time here with me, um, which I treasure so much, but also for the contribution that you put out into this world with your work wow. and you're just, your being because you're a contributor. So thank you. Thank so you. Much. I'm so honored to be here. This was really a gift. Thank Yay. you. Thank you. Thank and you. thank you, Gabrielle. I love you. Yes. Thank you, Gabrielle. Such a huge, I mean, yeah, she's just incredible. Like I get, I get. Gabrielle Lyon. Go women. see her if you want the most amazing oh, doctor shit. ever. Follow. I mean, you want to talk about science, like. Oh, I can't. Brilliant. Those posts are so good. Brilliant. Right? Yeah. At the end of reading the caption, I'm just like, God, people need to read this stuff. Yeah. And, well, it's all evidence-based medicine. That's what I So love. you cannot argue with the facts. Science mm -hmm. is, when you have proof, yeah. then shut your pie hole, people. Just get on board. <laughs> Eat a steak. Eat a steak. <laughs> Grass-fed. Grass um, so uh, what I was going to ask is, It'll all be in the show notes, um, but can you let our listeners know how to keep up with you, yes. where the best places are for that? Yes. My website is estherblum.com. It's E-S-T-H-E-R-B-L-U-M. I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, and if you get on my mailing list, you get a gorgeous ebook from me. You can also schedule complimentary consultations. Um, I really believe in giving back, giving value. So whether or not you work with me, you leave our conversation knowing three incredible steps you can take for yourself. And uh, I'm launching my next group online program. I believe it's January 14th. Perfect it's the timing. No Diet Diet Mastery course. So it's Amazing. for people who want to lose about 10 pounds in eight weeks, but also really just figure out what their macros are, what works for them, what doesn't. Amazing. And our group now is hysterical. We like totally have the best time. So it's a great experience to go through. Wonderful. And you, Instagram, did you mention that? Instagram, I'm gorgeous Esther on Instagram. Yeah, you if are. If you look up Esther Blum and Facebook, I have Esther Blum. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Again, all of this is in the show notes, but it's good to call it out. So. Yes. All right, lady. Thank you so, so much again. Um, I know that this was the start of a friendship that, so we are going to be talking more and engaging more. Amazing. So again, thank you, thank you so much. Amazing. All right, you guys, lots of love and catch you on the next. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look, R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired, 
to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And last but not least, if you are interested in starting your own podcast, or perhaps you already have one and you need help with you know editing your audio and the production of it, I cannot recommend my producers enough. Resonate Recordings, you guys, they are the bomb. I rely on them. They are an absolute supportive tool to me and my podcast. So check them out and let them know that Black Belt Beauty sent you. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next.